0: Our story begins at a time when the land was wild and untamed, a place nestled between the harsh chill of the Arctic North and the great expanse of the American frontier. This is the late 19th century, in the Northwest Territories of Canada, a place where the earth below your feet speaks a language as old as time itself, and the winds whisper tales of the ancients. In this rugged frontier we find a man named Swift Runner, He's a respected trapper and guide, his skills honed from a lifetime lived in harmony with the wilderness. He's not a solitary figure, far from it. Swift Runner's world is warmed by the love of his family, his wife, his pillar of strength, and their five children. Each one a reflection of their parents' love and resilience. They are a part of a larger community, a vibrant tapestry of tribes, settlers, and traders each thread intertwining with each other, creating a complex yet unified picture of survival, cooperation, and respect for the land they call home. As the sun sets each day, painting the sky in hues of orange and red, Swift Runner's children gather around the fire, their innocent faces illuminated by its flickering light. The air fills with their laughter, their stories, their hopes and dreams blissfully unaware of the darkness that lurks beyond just their cosy circle of warmth and safety. But as the seasons change, as the trees shed their leaves and the rivers freeze over, an unseen chill begins to creep into this idyllic scene. It's not just the cold of approaching winter. It's something else. Something ancient. Something dark. Life in the Northwest Territories takes a grueling turn. The rivers freeze, the trees stand bare, and the once plentiful game retreats into the depths of the forest. The community, once vibrant and lively, is now cloaked in a silence that only winter can bring. It's not just the cold that's biting. It's hunger. It's fear. Old Nan, the tribal leader, with a lifetime of winters behind her, steps forward. Her voice, though frail, carries the weight of wisdom. She warns the community of an ancient tale, the tale of the Wendigo. It's a chilling legend that speaks of a malevolent spirit embodying gluttony and excess. It preys on the desperate, the weak, the hungry twisting their minds with an insatiable hunger that can never be satisfied. Old Nan's tale paints a gruesome picture of one man consuming his own kin in times of scarcity, transforming into a horrifying creature that forever prowls the wilderness. She warns them that the Wendigo is not just a story, but a reminder of the importance of balance and respect for all life. However, her warning falls on sceptical ears, Hudson, a seasoned fur trader, laughs off her words. He's seen his share of harsh winters and wild tales. To him, the Wendigo is nothing more than a scare story meant to keep children in line. The community, swayed by his dismissal, chooses to ignore Old Nan's warning. As the laughter fades and the scoffing subsides, one can't help but notice a figure standing apart from the mirthful crowd. swift runner, his eyes bearing a look of concern. He's silent, his mind reeling from old Nan's cautionary tale. In the following days, as the snow piles high and the rivers harden into icy stillness, swift runner can't quite shake off old Nan's tale. The words echo in his mind, creeping into his dreams like a malevolent shadow. But each morning, He pushes the unsettling images away, choosing to believe in the concrete reality of his skills and experience. After all, he's a seasoned trapper, a provider, a protector. Old tales, no matter how chilling, have no power over him. But then, the winds turned harsher, and the game seems to disappear entirely. Empty traps and unsuccessful hunts become a constant and the gnawing pit of hunger becomes an unwelcome companion to Swift Runner and his family. The community, too, faces the brunt of this scarcity. Fearful glances are exchanged, hushed conversations are held, and the once-dismissed warnings of old Nan seems less laughable now. But Swift Runner clings to his scepticism, dismissing the growing unease as nothing more than hunger-induced paranoia. However, deep down, a seed of dread has been sown. Each empty trap, each fruitless hunt, waters this seed. As desperation grows, so does this chilling thought. Could the Wendigo be more than just a tale? Swift Runner refuses to believe it. He has to, for the sake of his family, for his own sanity he cannot entertain the fear that's creeping at the edge of his consciousness. One day, Swift Runner finds himself sharing a fire with a storyteller, an old man revered by the community for his knowledge of their people's lore and history. His eyes, aged by time and wisdom, hold a sense of calm that feels stark against the unnerving stillness of the winter. In the flickering firelight, The storyteller tells Swiftrunner about the Wendigo in more depth. He speaks of its insatiable hunger, of its gluttonous craving for human flesh, and of the curse it bestows on those who fall prey to its influence. He warns Swiftrunner, his voice a mere whisper above the crackling fire, to guard his spirit against the Wendigo's influence. Remember, he says, It is not only the body that feels hunger. The spirit, too, can starve and become vulnerable to the Wendigo's call. Swift Runner listens, a hollow feeling growing in his stomach. However, despite the storyteller's earnestness, Swift Runner can't fully grasp the gravity of his words. He chuckles, dismisses it as old man's folklore, intended to stave off winter boredom. After all, he's a rational man. But as he steps out into the biting cold, leaving the warm glow of the fire behind, a shiver runs down his spine. Is it just the cold, or is it the echo of the storyteller's words, lingering in the air like an ominous prophecy? Little does Swift Runner know, these words are not just a cautionary tale. They're a prelude to an unimaginable horror that's waiting at the doorstep. As the winter drags on, the snowfall becomes relentless, burying paths and concealing hunting trails. The community's food stores dwindle to nothing. The light of hope is steadily extinguished by the bitter cold of despair. And in the heart of this chilling landscape, Swift Runner's family too runs out of food. The once cheerful laughter of his children is replaced by the sound of growling stomachs. Their playful energy wanes, and their rosy cheeks become sallow, their eyes hollow. His wife, once vibrant and full of life, grows gaunt, her smiles fleeting and forced. Swift Runner can't escape the palpable fear that's taken residence in their dwelling. a constant reminder of the impending doom the spectre of starvation isn't just at their doorstep now it's crossed the threshold and made itself at home and with it comes something else an unseen presence a whisper that's not carried by the wind but seems to echo from within Swift Runner himself a chilling sensation of being watched hunted stalked the wendigo story, the myth, the spirit of insatiable hunger and cold, is no longer just a tale around the fire. It's in his mind, in his fear, in his gnawing hunger. The boundary that separated folklore from reality is blurred. The cold isn't just around him anymore, it's in him, and the hunger The hunger is no longer just a physical sensation. It's a monstrous desire, gnawing at his soul, growling, intensifying, echoing the terrifying call of the Wendigo. As the cold and hunger relentlessly tighten their grip, Swift Runner finds himself caught in a battle that's far more terrifying than any he's faced before. It's not a test of his strength or skill as a trapper, but a test of his spirit, his humanity, his very soul. There's an insatiable hunger gnawing at his insides, an unquenchable thirst that's not for water, but for something far more sinister. The Wendigo's influence is growing, its voice echoing louder in the quiet corners of his mind. The madness, it promised, is no longer a distant spectre, but a looming certainty. His family, unaware of the dark transformation taking hold of Swift Runner, watch him with worried eyes. Their once strong, reliable provider is changing. His once comforting present is becoming distant, his gaze vacant, his demeanor unsettling. They too are victims of the cruel winter their bodies weak and frail, their spirits breaking under the weight of ceaseless hunger and cold. As the days turn into weeks, the once loving father and husband is now a man caught in a struggle with an unseen enemy. They huddle together, the fires glow casting long monstrous shadows on the walls of their dwelling. Unbeknownst to them, the real monster isn't lurking in the darkness outside, but growing, consuming from within. Swift Runner is fighting his darkest battle yet, and every passing moment, every gnawing pang of hunger, every chilling whisper of the Wendigo is a terrifying test he seems to be losing. The barren winter stretches on, each day an endless repetition of numbing cold and gnawing hunger. Swift Runner's fight against the Wendigo's influence is failing. The voices in his mind are becoming louder, more insistent, painting horrifying images that seem tantalizing to his starved body and tortured mind. And then, one dreadful day, Swift Runner surrenders to the monstrous hunger within him. He crosses a line from which there is no return, committing an act so horrifying, so unthinkable, that it can be barely spoken aloud. His beloved family, the ones he was supposed to protect and provide for, fall victim to his hunger and the insidious influence of the Wendigo. In the deathly silence of their snow-covered dwelling, the air grows colder still. The love and warmth that once filled their home is replaced by an unspeakable horror. The man they trusted, the man they loved, becomes the monster they never could have imagined. Swift Runner, under the Wendigo sway, forsakes his humanity. It's a chilling transformation that is as profound as it is terrifying. The once revered man of the community, a loving father and devoted husband, is now a monstrous embodiment of the law he dismissed. Outside, the wind howls mournfully, as if bearing witness to the unspeakable horrors within, The snow continues to fall, covering the evidence of the monstrous act that has just taken place. The once vibrant loving family home is now a tomb. A cave holding a dark secret and a creature of nightmares. As the winter snows begin to recede, heralding the arrival of spring, a chilling tale emerges from the white wilderness. A tale of a man who succumbed to his monstrous hunger of a family lost to an unthinkable act. When the news reaches the community, a wave of shock, horror and disbelief sweeps across the people. Swift Runner, a man they knew, a man they respected, is now a figure of terror. The Northwest Mounted Police, symbolising the boundary of societal law and order, swing into action. They represent the line Swift Runner has horrifically crossed, the line between human and monster. Armed with their stern sense of justice and a shared feeling of dread, they journey towards Swift Runner's dwelling, the scene of the horrific act. When they reach the dwelling, what they find chills them to their core. It's a scene that no law, no order, no societal norms could prepare them for. A scene that confirms the rumors and solidifies Swift Runner's fate. Swift Runner, racked with guilt and an insatiable hunger, doesn't resist. He is captured and taken back to civilization. The wilderness he once called home is replaced with the cold, harsh reality of his actions. He has faced his ordeal, and he is lost, consumed by the Wendigo spirit within him. News of Swift Runner's horrific deeds spread like wildfire through the community, leaving a chilling dread in its wake. People who once laughed and traded stories around a fire now stand in stunned silence, their faces ashen, their hearts heavy with dread. Old Nan, an elderly voice of ancient lore, watches her worst fears come to life, her warnings once scoffed at. Now echo hauntingly in the minds of the community. There's a deep sorrow in her eyes, a mixture of regret and anguish for the dismissed wisdom that might have prevented such a catastrophe. Among the shocked faces, Hudson, the seasoned trader, remains stubbornly in denial. Yet beneath the exterior gruff, there's a palpable unease. The laugh lines that once graced his face, now seemed to carve deeper into his skin, each one a stark reminder of the ridicule he threw at the old tales. The community stands on the precipice of bitter reality, a horrifying truth brought about their own disbelief. The road back, it seems, is a path steeped in remorse and filled with haunting echoes of a warning ignored. With a face as cold as the winter winds, Swift Runner stands trial, his eyes devoid of any semblance of humanity. He stands tall, defiant, a chilling testament to the destructive power of the Wendigo. The man who was once a respected trapper and guide, a loving husband and a doting father, is now lost, buried deep beneath a monstrous appetite that can never be sated. His words, chilling his eyes reverberate through the courtroom. It was the Wendigo, he repeats, over and over. The room grows colder with each utterance. His lack of remorse, his continued insistence on his transformation into the Wendigo, sends shivers down the spines of all who hear him. Swift Runner's transformation is complete. His horrific actions and his chilling demeanour in the face of justice serve as a grim resurrection of the Wendigo myth. The community watches in terror, their hearts filled with fear, and their minds haunted by the grim spectre of the Wendigo's power. Swift Runner has become the embodiment of the Wendigo, a chilling reminder of the terrible power that ancient law holds, a horror reborn in the heart of their own community under the grey watchful sky swift runner meets his end the executioner a figure shrouded in the shadow of duty and justice carries out his grim task with a solemn precision as the rope tightens swift runner's tail draws to its chilling close forever sealing his fate as the embodiment of the Wendigo his death does not bring relief, but instead a haunting silence. The whispers start to circulate, filling the air with a chilling dread that lingers long after Swift Runner's demise. His horrifying tale becomes a spectre that haunts the community, a dark fable spoken in hushed tones around flickering campfires. In the bleak aftermath of Swift Runner's haunting saga, the community is forever marked. The once cheerful gatherings, full of laughter and shared stories, now hold an air of caution, an unspoken fear. The narrative of their existence, once so grounded in the mundane struggles of survival, has been irrevocably twisted into a chilling chronicle of horror. Old Nan's once-dismissed tales of the Wendigo, the horrifying embodiment of gluttony in excess, have become stark, terrifying reality. Her words, once seen as mere ghost stories, have now transformed into prophetic warnings. The tale of Swift Runner, a respected trapper and guide, a loving father, a protective husband, who turned into the very manifestation of the Wendigo, is etched into local lore. It stands as a horrifying testament to the unseen forces that linger on in the edges of our world. His story, once a happy narrative of a devoted family man, is now a chilling warning about the insidious power of the Wendigo. From the snow capped peaks to the shadowed valleys, his tale whispers with the wind, serving as a dark, cautionary tale that the true monsters lurk not only in the wilderness, but within ourselves when we let our darker desires consume us. This is the story of Swift Runner, the man who became the Wendigo, a tale that will continue to send chills down the spines of those who dare to remember. This story was written and narrated by me, James Deverell. Thank you for listening to this story. If you enjoyed my storytelling, Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more Tales of High Strangeness. I started this podcast off the back of my YouTube channel by the same name, which formerly went by Mr. Sinister. You can check out my older stories, which are still available on that channel. For short-form content, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook via the handle at Tales of High Strangeness. For exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, plus more, check out my Patreon account. If you, or anyone else you know, has a story about anything related to high strangeness, please reach out to me with a brief description to stories at daredevil.com. I don't need you to write the whole story, so you don't need to worry about being an English major. We'll be doing all the writing. You'll just need to be willing to jump on a call with me so we can have a chat and I can get the whole story.